Welcome to another episode of the Feral Human Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Smith. It is March the 18th, it's Friday, and it is a full moon in Libra today. This is kind of a fun full moon, not because it's in Libra, because Sunday is the equinox. So on Sunday, the day and night will be the same length, and that signifies the first day of spring. And that's what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about growing your own. Nope, despite the fact that I live in Colorado, I am not talking about pot. I'm talking about edibles. Mmm, that doesn't really sound a whole lot better. Food! We're talking about food today. And coming into spring, now is a good time to start thinking about getting things either started in seeds inside or in the ground, depending on where you live. Here where I'm at, uh, we've got some seeds started. They're under some grow lights. Some things are doing really well and getting ready to get transplanted out of their little starter pods into proper pots. Our growing season won't really start till like probably middle of May here, but it's always nice to have a jump and have things ready to go into the ground or in the pots as soon as you're ready to start growing. And that's the first thing I wanna talk about here today. And that is getting in sync with the natural cycle if you're gonna grow your own food. You have to pay a lot more attention to where you are in the year, what the weather's doing, what the climate is like in different spots on your property if you wanna grow your own food. We'll get a little more into that here later, but first I wanna talk about if you don't have any experience growing food, where you should start, how you should decide what you wanna grow. Now this is the way that I do it. I like to look at the things that I use in the kitchen most often, the produce that I buy the most, and I like to try and grow that. If I have to pick between a whole bunch of different stuff that I use regularly, I'll try and pick the stuff that's the most expensive to buy. So for me, something that's way up on my list is bell peppers. I love bell peppers. They're like, if you buy good quality bell peppers, you're talking like three, four dollars a pound. So you buy a couple bell peppers, you're spending a lot of money real fast, especially if you're using them regularly. So whatever that you use regular and is expensive. The other thing that I recommend people do is grow herbs. Herbs are usually really easy to grow. They're really hardy. They're basically what most people would consider weeds. And they're a really good place to start. If you have a sunny window in the house, you can usually grow quite a few herbs just in that little sunny window. And again, look at the herbs that you use the most in cooking and see if you can grow them. The best part about having them available in the house is that you can basically, as soon as you're ready to start cooking, you can just run over and grab the herbs that you need and throw them right in the food that you're cooking, fresh from the plant. It's hard to beat fresh herbs. The next thing I'll say is don't freak out too much about doing it right. Uh, if you're gonna grow inside in pots, just get some potting soil and put your seeds in there and get things going. You're gonna have things that don't come up, you're gonna have things that die. That's the nature of trying to do this stuff. You know, if the only way to not have plants die on you is to not start growing plants. There's no way around making mistakes. It's gonna happen, just accept it. It's not a big deal. It's unfortunate, but it's not a big deal. And just keep plugging along. Before you know it, you'll be really good at growing all the stuff that you've been growing regularly. The other nice thing about a lot of herbs is that they're perennial and once you get them going, you don't have to keep planting them. Uh, also, the ones that aren't perennial, a lot of them are really easy to propagate by cuttings. 
So you just cut a little bit of it off, stick it in some water. Once it starts growing roots, you stick it in the ground and it starts growing again. So herbs are a great place to start because you can grow them in a small space, you can grow them indoors, and you can use them regularly anytime you're cooking. Now next, let's assume that you, we're just gonna go with my example, you wanna grow bell peppers. I love bell peppers. They're pretty expensive to buy and they're not terribly hard to grow. So the easy way to do it would be to go down to your local nursery, buy some bell pepper seeds, go get some potting soil, go get some little pots, put potting soil and three or four seeds in that pot, follow the directions on the packet, that's what they're there for, and wait until they sprout. Once they sprout, you can go put them in the ground and just make sure they have the right solar aspect. So for something like a bell pepper, it's gonna tell you all of this on the packet. So you don't really need to go crazy with overthinking this. Do what the packet tells you. That's it, just do what the packet tells you. Pick two or three things and try that and see what happens. The only thing that you do wanna look out for is you wanna be familiar with your, um, your where you live's USDA zone. So just jump on the internet and search for your location, USDA zone. It'll tell you what your USDA zone is. And then if you're, if you're buying seeds from a local nursery, you should be fine. They're, not, they're probably not gonna sell you seeds that aren't gonna grow in your climate. But that way you just have the extra insurance in case you're ordering seeds online or something. That way you know what you need. And then real quickly, let's talk about the solar aspect of your property, house, apartment, wherever you live. So you have north, south, east, and west. North is gonna get the least sun of all of the four directions because the sun stays more on the southern hemisphere. There's a little crossover depending on where you live, but just assume the sun is on the south, there's no sun on the north. So if you have... Um, a southern facing piece of your property or southern facing window, that is where you're gonna get the most sunlight unless it's shaded out by something like a fence or a tree or a building. It's also gonna be the hottest side of the house. Um, next, you have the east side. That's gonna get the early morning sun. So you're gonna get good light in the morning and then that sun's gonna move on towards the west and you're gonna get less sun in the evening. So you've, if you have plants that are a little bit more, they need a little protection from the heat, then the east side of your house or property is a good place to put it. Now, the west side of the property is gonna get the evening sun, which is gonna be a lot hotter than the east side. So if you have plants that really like it hot, they like that good hot sun, then you want your, your, those plants to go on the west side of your property. Now, if you're growing indoors, a south-facing window is your best bet. Any kind, any kind of south-facing window is where you wanna get your plants. After that, you're probably gonna to wanna to look at your east or your west. If you put them on a north-facing window, there's really not gonna be very much usable light for producing food. You might be able to grow things like greens and stuff like that in it, but as far as any kind of fruiting plant, it's gonna be pretty lackluster. Understanding your solar aspect can also help you grow some things that aren't necessarily supposed to be able to grow where you are. Um, if you grow something that needs a warmer environment than one you have right up against uh, your house on a south-facing wall, 
you're gonna get extra heat because that wall is gonna warm up from the sun and it's gonna radiate heat onto that plant. And it's gonna be, it's what you call a microclimate. So that south facing wall or that west facing wall is gonna be warmer than say the north facing wall or the east facing wall. So you can use little tricks like that to grow other stuff and get some extra heat. But there's no need to get extra complicated. Um, you know, kind of the staple things that people grow are uh, bell peppers, tomatoes, simple squashes like zucchini or cucumbers. Start with simple stuff like that that there's that people have a lot of success growing, and just experiment. If it's not if if you try it and you don't really like that, then just move on. It's not a big deal. You don't have to grow it if you don't like it. But don't try and do everything all at once. Start small. Start producing a little bit of your own food. And once you do start producing your own food, you're going to find that it's, well, I'm not going to tell you what you're going to find, but you're probably going to find that it's really satisfying to create meals with food that you produced on your own property. It's a special kind of feeling when you're taking stuff that you, you helped bring into the world and turning it into food that you can eat. It really is a gateway to once you have that first meal with stuff that you've made, it's that gateway that really, really gets you thinking about what more you can do, what's going into your food, uh, how much more you can do for yourself without just going to the grocery store and buying it. It's really not the same buying food from the grocery store as it is producing it on your own property. So that's my thoughts for today. If you're watching this in real time, then Go down to the nursery, get some seeds, and get started. Get some herbs, get some tomatoes, get some peppers, get, get something like that, and get some food in the ground here in the next few weeks so that you can have not only a home-cooked meal, but a home-cooked meal with ingredients that you produced. It's really satisfying. That's all I got for you today. Those are my thoughts on producing your own food. I hope you guys have a fabulous weekend that we're going into here. Enjoy the full moon. And until next time, go feral.